0: Hello everyone, this week I have a phenomenal woman who has done The Lion King, Sister Act, The Book of Mormon, Dreamgirls, and Hairspray And she was most recently seen as Principal Persephone on the tour of Town. I have the wonderful Kimberly Marable Marable? Marable Marable, okay, cool yeah. I always forget to ask that before I start recording about how people pronounce their name
1: It's all good
0: <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I'm so good. I'm happy to see you. It's so good to see you. So my introduction to you, I obviously, I'm, I knew when I was doing, now, my for my blog, I would do, I would do, I did these segments called How I Know You. I got the name from the movie, musical Aida, and it'd be like mm-hmm. people who have played this role and people who have played that role. Um, and so you know, and so I have a spreadsheet where it like lists like it's insane. Like I like it has like various different shows, and like I list everyone, like what productions they were in, whether they were understudy, standby, principal, alternate, blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. Wow. And so I would see your name. Yes, I'm I'm insane. I'm aware of that. I need help. Um, no, no, this is so-
2: great. Somebody's gotta do it. It's good. <laughs> you're doing
0: it. So, so I would so I see your I would see your name from time to time, like when I was doing stuff. And then I know, but my first real mate. So I would see your name, and I remember. I think I watched your video of your fabulous baby, like on from like that the Laurie Beecham Theater, like a while back. Like I think it was like I was mm-hmm. like freshman or sophomore in college. Um, and I, okay. but my main introduction to you was I saw the Hades Town tour. I saw it in Philadelphia with, because um, I, I was seeing it because um, for it was Sydney. I was seeing it. I mean, I, Hades Town was the show. I was like, oh, I want to see this, but. I was also like money's tight right now We're in college, we're about to start our mm-hmm. masters <laughs> So <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's just go. And then Sydney was like I'm in the tour And tour. I'm understudying Eurydices And I was like okay well Because Sydney went to Ithica, Sydney and I went to Ithaca College together We were in the different classes But I remember I saw her Sally Bowles In Cabaret and I was just like The overall production was not it But she was just like I was oh. like oh my god I was just like oh my god Sydney So anyway and that was my introduction to you. And I remember, I'll be quite honest. Now I am an Amber Gray fan, like a massive Amber Gray fan. And I was like, "Well, okay. Well, how was Kimberly oh, yeah. going to hold up to Amber?" I was like, "How was she going to do that?" And then I was like, "I was like, I was like, she's not going to be anything like Amber." And you weren't. You were your own Persephone. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I'm just yeah. going to
1: interrupt. So, like, who can be like Amber Gray? Nobody. Exactly. And I.
0: Exactly. But that's the
1: thing. Yep. Like once you try, you're already done. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I was fortunate enough to learn that back in 2019. Like Amber Gray is a unicorn. <laughs> I'm just gonna be Kimberly Marable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll find our way there.
0: <laughs> I saw her in. Um, I saw her with um, in the Scottish play with Daniel Craig and Ruth Naga. Mm-hmm. and she was just first time seeing her live, and she was just like she just has it she has that th- like I call it I like to call it that old school Hollywood thing that she just there's something about her that's just so encapsulating um yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry and this is your episode I don't mean to go on about other women um so no, no my first an- question is-
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> And so my first question for you was, we talked about this before we started recording, on your website, I thought there was a mistake, because it said you were Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. Now, for those of you at home, Kimberly is a Black woman, so you can see my confusion in this.
2: Oh,
1: yes. (laughs) Well, what we didn't get into is that, at the time, I was actually on the Hairspray tour as a dynamite. Um, and this was back in my non-union days Was on the tour And we had a week-long layoff And so I like auditioned like crazy For a bunch of different theaters And one of them was the Weathervane Theater And uh, up in New Hampshire And they do alternating rep So in their season Was Ain't Misbehaving, Doubt Hairspray Sweeney Todd uh, Curtains and basically uh, their equity company does all of the shows or like all but one show. And they have like a, a different track that they do um, where they are a leading role in one of them and then support different characters and others. And we, you know, I auditioned that week. I got back on the tour and I kid you not, we had pulled into a rest stop for our lunch stop on the tour bus and i get a phone call from new hampshire i'm like oh this is interesting and he calls and and is like um so we would like to offer you the tracy turnbell track (laughs) and i i said oh okay and, you know, I, I was in school. In college, I was a theater and sociology major. So I just had a whole different production in my mind. I was like, oh, they're going to reverse the races. This is very interesting. You know, all the white people will be black. All the black people will be white. And that is not what happened. <laughs> I was one of five white pe- uh, five black people in the production. Um, and I was Tracy Turn black. It was a very interesting experience, um, yeah, and and truthfully, it's how I got my equity card and the first time that I really was able to lead a show, like be the lead, carry a show. Um, so it was certainly a great learning experience and an awesome ensemble experience, just working with other actors and really, you know, making that journey together um but i i'm pretty certain that that was a once in a
0: lifetime
1: <laughs> experience
0: <laughs> i yeah cuz i so that like are there production photos of this or no oh yeah
1: oh yes cuz part of Did, me now do now I, really, that, I don't know. i didn't do a full it deep be dive cuz okay if it's not on there <laughs> it is definitely on facebook or i can you know we can email you some because this was i don't even want to facebook was big this was like in 2000 oh my
0: god i just remember when i was in high school i was i was dating this kid who i didn't i thought he was in the same grade as me i didn't realize he was like a year or two younger than me and i was like wait i was talking Mm. one day and i was like wait let me check my facebook and he was like you use facebook i didn't realize you were that old and i was like little like seven like 17 18 year old me was like oh oh <laughs> mm, yeah I like, oh.
1: yeah i guess we're dating ourselves facebook <laughs> don't ask me about tiktok that's not myspace i mean i could no, use at least tiktok it's oh myspace <laughs> i had myspace
0: i did too for like a hot minute and then i think that's when the website yeah. got shut down they said pause on here yeah. and we're out
1: <laughs> it's better that way it was so strange that myspace it was like a, a website, but not, and you could chat. But that was talk. back in like AOL days.
0: Yeah, Do you remember? I just, yeah, <laughs> I just little yellow member. I yeah, I know. Like there are some people like you know about this, and I was like, I was like, honey, we, I was like, I had like dial up internet connection until I was in like the second grade, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're like, but you like just went oh, yeah. to college, and I was like, my parents are old. We had VHSs for years. <laughs> Yes.
1: Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it right
0: i remember what i remember our, i still remember our first dvd it was scooby-doo and the alien invaders and we didn't have a dvd player oh at the God. time <laughs> oh no so they just get we were like that and but that's what brought us into the 21st century with technology
2: <laughs> there
1: you go oh, scooby-doo where are you in the future <laughs> <laughs> long story short yes yes, so off topic (laughs) no no it's good this is good i did in fact play tracy turnblad i had two white parents and to me i was adopted so i just i had my own
0: identity um adopted
1: things that i no in in that was
0: my oh oh i thought you meant like two white parents in real life i was like oh no no. i was like what what i was like oh (laughs) No. <laughs> okay, I mean, that, okay. I mean, that would be a
1: wonderful thing. I do hope to adopt one day. I think that's a very noble and
0: wonderful thing to do. My um, sister's adopted. Yeah,
1: that's wonderful.
0: Love, yeah, love her. She's annoying, but I love her.
1: <laughs> you gotta love your sister. Sister's gonna be an oh yeah. I guess fine. you can be, annoying. <laughs> but you
0: know she's great. She, I annoy her. I annoy her more. <laughs> Probably. No, no. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, I'm the youngest, so it's my job to annoy my siblings. I'm. There it's we my go. job. <laughs> Even if it just means me opening the door, staring, and then leaving without They're closing the door.
1: Know you're there. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just,
0: okay. So, anyway, back on track with this interview. So, <laughs> now, I believe... Correct me if I'm wrong. You made your Broadway debut with The Lion King?
1: Uh, no, so I made my Broadway debut with Sister Act.
0: Oh, okay. Then we'll
2: go uh, 2012, yeah, so then we'll- I think? We'll talk about but Sister Act first, then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you said here's what's
1: confusing. So I, I made my debut. I left the show to do the Book of Mormon tour. And then I left that tour and did two weeks on the Sister Act tour. <laughs>
0: Right, before yes. i went
1: to lion king there was a lot so of crazy I... stuff
0: on that sister act tour <laughs> oh
1: yeah oh yeah so i was only there for two though, so i didn't see much of it
0: so i love sister act i think both the movie and the musical i think it's an incredibly underrated show mm-hmm. um i've seen it three times once at a local high school where it was there eh, the second time which was one of my favorite experiences of all time was at the walnut street theater with danielle williamson as um dolores mm-hmm. um mary martello as mother superior and my mentor one of my former mentors tara Tagliaferro, was in the ensemble and i just remember like do you know tara
2: yes and oh my-
0: it's just a small world. <laughs> it was so uh, I was so I'm a substitute teacher currently working on my teacher certificate. And one of the kids this girl in the, one of the glasses had a last name Taglia Farrow. And I was like, Are you related to a Tara? And this other girl goes, this other girl in the class goes, the actress. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah. Hold up. <laughs> Amazing. Um
2: and
0: so so yeah, so I remember I seeing it and I just remember literally, I mean, first off, Danielle with that beautiful, and I think just Danielle like Danielle's amazing overall, but I think this role specifically really suits her talents. Mm. Um, And I just remember those first, like, the first, like, notes, I was, like, I didn't go in knowing what to expect. I mean, I listened to the soundtrack, and, you know, a lot of times at one, I was, like, oh, the shows were good, but it wasn't, like, you know, like, I wasn't, like, oh, my God. This one, after, like, the first few notes of her singing, I was, like, like, what the shit? I was, like, what the... I was, like, what just happened? And I remember feeling... I remember, Dory, specifically when it got to Raise Your Voice... I remember just mm-hmm. having this feeling that I had not felt since I was a child, like where like my heart was in my chest, my throat, and it was just so magical and I remember th- I was i when I was in this one music psychology course, I remember we'd learned about what that term was, but I can't remember what it is now um, mm-hmm. and I just remember oh and I was like, oh my God, and I was that way throughout all of intermission and then the rest of the show, and I was like it's one so it's one of my favorite shows of all time. So, anyway, that was another long tangent on us. Um, How? So, how did the show come to cross your path?
1: Yes. Um, How did it? Well, I was on. I spent a lot of time in the road. (laughs) I uh, I was on the Dream Girls tour. This was back in twenty ten.
0: Wait, the one Um, with Adrian Warren.
1: Mm. hmm mm-hmm.
0: Oh.
2: Oh well, yes.
1: <laughs> yes. That was like the first one that was supposed to come back to Broadway and they were like, mm, not quite. We we're like, okay. Um but we started at the Apollo, which was cool. Um, 'cause um, as I imagine we know, um, the show begins in the Apollo. So it was cool to be at the Apollo. And they're like, in the Apollo. This Wait, place, I this never,
0: I boy. never made that connection before.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, really, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, so yes, that tour was about a year. And so I had gotten off the road, came back to New York and just started auditioning again and taking classes with um, casting directors just to reintroduce myself. Um. And one of the songs that I was working on in class was Fabulous Baby. And it was at that time that um, they had just like just opened and one of the covers booked the, um, the revive, I guess it would be a revival of Rent at New World Stages.
0: Yeah. And so this
1: was, okay, great. The revival, <laughs> what the revival, and um, yeah, they needed a new cover like almost immediately. Um, and I had already been working on the song, and my managers, who you've spoken with, are yep. fantastic.
0: Yes, and they were, they like, were so baby, nice. You need
1: to see her. You need to see her. And they're like, "Mama," and they're like, "No, you really need to see her." <laughs> and I kid you not, like that was one of the most amazing and brief audition processes I've ever heard of for a Broadway show. I literally went in for my initial call. um, And it was either later that week or the following week I went in for the final callbacks and it was me and like seven other women, seven to, to nine other women. And they were hiring that day unbeknownst to us and so we were in the old Tennessee building I was the tall girl in the short group (laughs) and they had us dance in the morning and then we all sang and did the sides for the whole team and Jerry Zachs was the director and um literally they just dismissed people that they no longer wished to see anymore and I literally was the last woman standing
0: oh my god that's like Um, depressing but that's also like Really must be really gratifying, too.
1: I mean, really, it was gratifying for me. Um, I'm actually pretty good friends with the, the woman who was dismissed last. Um, and I don't know, we've never talked about whether it was like depressing for her, but <laughs> we certainly connected that day. And, um, a number of the women that were there that day, we keep in touch. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was. For my Broadway debut, I found out in the room, essentially, Jerry Sachs came out. He was like, so, you know, we want to give you, this is a terrible Jerry Zach's, <laughs> by the way, he was like, no, I want to, you know, I want to this to you, but I, I just need to make sure that you're going to show up, you're going to do your job, and it's going to be really great, we have got a really great team, we want to make sure that you're a good fit. I was like, yes. Sir, I would really like to do that. <laughs> um, we shook hands and it was great. And then I ran to the bathroom and called my mom and said, out. <laughs> 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 and It was awesome. And that is, that is how I, I got my Broadway debut. It was a very brief process. I mean, for a lot of people, you're auditioning for months and months and months, may not hear anything. And then come in, you know, months later and go in again. And these days, the self tapes, like it can be an endless, an endless process. Um, and I, I've been very fortunate. A couple of the same, a very similar thing happened with Lion King, where I, and Hadestown, actually, where I went in. The following week, I auditioned and found out immediately <clears throat> that I was going to be in, in the show. Um so it's been good. Broadway's been good to me.
0: <laughs> so now with Sister Act, you've worked with a lot you've worked with a lot of great women. You've worked with Patina Miller, Victoria Clark, Caroly Carmelo, and Raven Simonier. It is Simonier, everyone. It is not Simone.
2: What? <laughs> I look yes!
0: I, lo- <laughs> I well, this is okay. This is from this is because I was really, that
1: way, that's for sure
0: that's for it was on the she was talking about it on the RuPaul podcast this was when I listened to that and she was and because RuPaul goes it's Raven Simonia and he's like it's Simonia right and she was like yes it is Simone now 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 I don't
2: know today
0: I don't know <laughs> for with my luck she'll probably be like that was sarcasm and I'll be like well okay <laughs> but she said for, it yeah, I know um, what she says. Because she said she was like something like they mispronounced it like in the audition room, and she was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna bother correcting them. <laughs> and she was yeah. just like, it's um, and so you got so was it so now my question is is this show as much obviously the show is as much fun performing it, I'm assuming as it was watching it. Um, is there any what was like what was your personal favorite moment in the show as an ensemble nun and then as Dolores? Oh I know as an ensemble nun.
2: (laughs) No, I like this. I like this. These are good questions. As an ensemble nun, um I um raise your voice,
1: definitely. Yep. Have both, really. Um just because as the nuns you get to feel your spirit grow Mm -hmm. and you were filled with such joy that you've never felt before. And, and, you know, as a nun, like you are filled with the Holy spirit in a way that you Mm -hmm. haven't been before. And that's exciting, you know? Um, and you have the camaraderie of all of your sisters experiencing that at the same time and actually being good at something (laughs) that you didn't know you were (laughs) good at, you know? Um, so that, that was definitely a highlight. Sunday Morning Fever, more of the same. Um, I also really enjoyed singing. We were singing backstage. Um, what is this called? I could be that guy. Singing backups for that song was just so funny. I don't know why it was funny to me. You'd be like, oh no. <laughs> like, there's all sorts of like silly things that were happening backstage. And then also, you know, like actors like Chester Gregory and Mm -hmm. even other other nuns like Rashidra Scott and Elena Waters, Trisha Rapier. uh, A million people, like this cast of
2: thousands and
1: just such talented people and silly, silly people. We laughed a lot on and off the stage. Um, But to your question... Other favorite moments as Dolores. Honestly, it's just a great show to be Dolores in because, (laughs) excuse me, you know, you really have a transformation that you don't get to have in a lot of other shows. Um, But also if you're not looking for that, you can keep it surface or you can really, you know have an epiphany about the importance of sisterhood and not necessarily relying on somebody else to to achieve your dreams and your dreams may not look what they look like what you think they should look like, and they're equally as value, valuable and beautiful um, just so many so many things that um you get to do acting wise as dolores and then she just has great songs like fabulous baby the first my one and the fries and
0: yeah my favorite um, thing take me is to my,
1: heaven like this yes is all the things it's just you know hits
0: after hits and my hits favorite hits. thing and
1: then the the bow at the end dress the end with the fur oh my
0: god yes yep tops
2: what were you gonna when see? i
0: see a what, so my favorite, One of my favorite stories about that is When they were first working on it And they approached Alan Menken to do the music He was like, okay, fine But on one condition He was like, I want to do it in 70s Because I've never written disco before <laughs> And they were like, sure hey, no. like, <laughs> But it's oh, great oh, Because oh, there's oh. not a
1: lot of musicals
0: out there it's not and it just fits like and like what's so great about alan menken i know we're supposed to be praising women on this podcast but come on it's alan menken is that this could have easily been with with composing it it could have easily become like a very cheesy musical or very cheesy song, but they're all just so great so well crafted and it also goes to i think it was glenn slater who did the lyrics (laughs) just so great oh and it's an underrated show
1: It really is. I mean, speaking of women, though, like by far some of the most talented voices and vocalists that I have ever worked with, because Alan Menken (laughs) does not
2: write music for punks,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and especially if you're a woman, like you are in the, even if you're low, you're in the rafters, and you have Mm -hmm. to be able to to sing all of it. And to be able to communicate the lyrics, you know, deftly. And and yeah, I, I'm just in awe of the women I was able to work with because they
2: did all of that.
0: Truly an amazing show. So speaking of amazing women, you then moved on to the Lion King, where you were mm-hmm. ensemble, you understudied Nala, Shenzi, and Surabi, if I'm remembering correctly yes awesome so first and foremost i gotta ask this did you ever get to meet julie Taylor?
2: i did <laughs> i don't
1: know that she'd be like oh i know kimberly <laughs> 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 but we met and we've been in the same room together and you know i joined the company i was there for five years oh, wow. um and i was there during um I was there during an anniversary year. It was the twentieth anniversary, okay. I believe. I was
0: like, I'm approaching... assuming you mean big anniversary year.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, because <laughs> I think they're approaching thirty soon. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's so so I, this was the. Th- I know. I know. I mean. They're they're gonna be up there in the echelon of like long running musicals for a while. <laughs> um, but yes, so sorry. What is the question again?
2: It was. Did you did ever you meet ever Julie, Julie Taymor? Tame
1: I did. Yes, <laughs> um, and she came around to sort of redirect you know, Gino Just sort of put her feelers on the show again in time for the. Um, <clears throat> For the anniversary performance and that was a really special experience because like Heather Headley was there and all of the original Cla Loca. I mean in terms of talking about women but other original cast members were there and fun fact there is still an original cast member in the show. What still yes they left. yes no honey the <laughs> Lion King I I am considered a baby. (laughs) Like, people go there and they stay. Um, But that's because it offers stability. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, Linda Wajlamini, she's in the ensemble as well. And is also a... Just a Shemzi cover, I believe. I don't believe... Her sister, who was also in the original show... I believe she she's left and gone on to do other things, but she's back and she does the tour and subs on far every now and then. Her sister, um Tom Kona, Yes, Tom Kona. Um, she covers Rapiki. But Lindy Way has been there the whole time except to have babies. And then she's come back every time. <laughs> has her house in Jersey, is building a house in, in South Africa, found wow. a husband so- like of all the things but she's been
0: there <laughs> since the very beginning so now my question is because i previously had allison blackwell on this podcast well one of my old podcast but we are re- I've, I've asked her permission and i'm for putting it on this podcast and she was in the lion king and she yes. was so and i also Danielle williamson like everyone is like it's a difficult show to be in because of all the different masks the cranks them, but like, just I mean, and also, um, the lioness chant as a whole was was it hard? I mean, it was probably hard to get used to the show. But how did you manage to survive it, especially for five years?
1: Mm-hmm. I think you know, it was really great for me personally that I joined the show during a time where I was really interested um in pursuing athletic pursuits mm-hmm. more running more like running races and then there are people in the show who are very fitness minded
0: um deshaun and young, and that's all like... <laughs> sorry deshaun, deshaun young golf. from the international tour i'm like jesus christ He's simba sport. is jacked
1: <laughs> yeah but also like there are a number of other people who are very much fitness minded um And so, uh, yeah, I would be working out five days a week with people. And I really think that that is what allowed me to survive Lion King because I approached it as, as an athlete. Um, so even when I was Nala, like I was running stairs when I was going on for her, or like I would practice all the leaps and make sure that like, my legs were sturdy and that I had good, um, form, <laughs> you know, that I was ta- and you know, even <clears throat> for, you know, the Shenzi pup, the hyena p- puppets. Oh, are yes. no joke because you're, you're a quadruped. Um, and rather than being on your hands and knees, you have these, you're using your own back leg, your own legs as the hind legs. And then you have, you know, um, extensions for your hands and you're also squeezing pedals and things and having to, it's a lot of dexterity that you have to be able to have and coordination and strength so that you don't injure yourself. Um, and I, I really do think that, yeah, that's just the long way of me saying if you approach the show as an athlete, it makes it easier to survive. Um, it also is good to, um, you know, Disney, Disney money. They have a full-time physical therapist who's on site. And so people can see them um, right away. If there's an injury or something just doesn't feel right and get exercises and, you know, all all sorts of things that would be needed to um, maintain your body. Yeah, it's hard, but if you're an athlete, it's easier. (laughs) <laughs> I
0: so now, was there was there a favorite puppet that you had when you were doing the show? Was there like, or is that like trying to choose like a favorite child?
2: Yeah, that's kind of like
1: a favorite child. Right? <laughs> I will say that in terms of in terms of like activity, Shenzi was awesome Mm because you could really especially like when we would rehearse in the mirrors you could see you could see the mask work on this puppet or like how your body um was expressing emotion or how you were communicating or being threatening to the kids or you know cowering to scar like you could really see those things more than you could see with the other puppets um that I had to use. Um but yeah they're all so different. I mean the, the birds are it's all wrists and arms and shoulders and a groove um versus like the kites are about you know extension and really lifting and making sure that the birds can actually fly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The grass heads that is <laughs> It's a mammoth of a puppet that is on your neck, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are able to maintain that elegance, it looks like the grass is moving in a way that is just really moving and beautiful and it, soothing yeah. to see. Um, and then, you know, the the elephant, Bertha, that, that thing. <laughs> call it Bertha?
2: <laughs> yes! Of course we call it Bertha! <laughs> what else would they called? yes oh my god. but yeah birth birth is a whole thing
1: <laughs> because you're you're <clears throat> inside the legs mm-hmm. the, the um so the bonsai and the ed hyenas are in the front legs and they are oh. in addition to controlling you know the leg and where the puppet goes they're also controlling the ears oh my god and the mouth the trunk um, I don't remember if the mouth itself opens, but they're also controlling whether the head goes up and down and as me and a, one of the dancers, you know, Shanzi and one of the dancers in the back. And I'm making sure that little baby Nala in the baby elephant is okay. That she's not falling down the stairs or up the stairs. And we're, you know, it's, it is truly a group effort. It is the biggest puppet in the show. It's the heaviest puppet in the show. um, and it's operated by the most people. And so it, it has unique challenges that other people who don't have to operate it have to navigate. Um, so, yeah, definitely don't want to choose a favorite child. <laughs> but I do appreciate the challenges it's, that they all have.
0: Julie deserved every award she got for that and then deserved even more. Oh, yeah. I There's guess...
1: nothing like it then and now. I mean, Warhorse might be a, a close second, but that was, they were horses. Like, she created the entire
2: she
0: really... Pride
1: Land. She created the sunrise, like, with, with the assistance of light. Yep. We, do you know what I mean? Like, yep. we, got, we get to see it happen, which is amazing.
0: It's just, like, I'm, like, it. just, like, everyone in that, I'm, like, they deserve everything. Like, who was in that? And one of my favorite things about her as a director is that she'll re- is that she revisits this show so Mm -hmm. it doesn't get stale. It doesn't get this because there are shows on Broadway right now that directors need to go back to. Yeah,
1: (laughs) just to remind people, because the thing is, too, like, you know, it's definitely a good thing that, that shows have longevity and that, pe- that audiences have the cash, but also the desire to, to see Broadway shows. Um, but I don't know that theater is intended that way, for things to run and run and run and run, or is created with that in mind. Let me say that. I do only wish longevity for all the shows. But when you have shows that run for five, 10, 20 years, of course you have to revisit because people are not, they're not going to stick around. Like and anyway. that's why. <laughs> 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 and all the people at Lion King, you know, that they're going to see other things and people need to be reminded of,
0: of the roots. And that's why I think, that's why to me, Lion King and Phantom are the two strongest long running shows because the director still went back to it. Like, I know I saw um, Emily Kutachu the- I
1: I would <laughs> love to meet her
0: so I can find out
1: how to say her last name <laughs> because I don't know how to say it and I would help you if I knew. Yep, but I know who you're talking about. So I'm very I saw- excited to see her. Her. I her- her television performances look
0: amazing. Oh my God. I go saw ahead. her day. De- I saw her debut. <laughs> and it was just, I, yeah, I literally was, I left work early. Cause I was like, I'm going to see this. I was like, I originally, I had no intention. I was like, I was like, I was like, I was, well, not, I didn't have no intention. I was like, I want to go see her. But I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I won't see her debut. But then they announced her debut, which is unheard of. This um, was when she abs-
2: took over the role? Or no, this was her
0: debut debut as in her first performance Period. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: um,
0: <clears throat> I saw that. And then I also saw Brittany Johnson's first performance, period. Um,
1: you see her too. Um,
0: yeah. And so, and yeah. Emily was just, even for her debut, I mean, you know, there's obviously, you know, the first show Nerves, it's a very massive show. She's the first black Christine on in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. And she was, it's a very, so it's a very, she's, and her, debut was announced so a lot of people that were there were there to see her whereas Mm -hmm. britney it was just she was like surprise i'm on um right and but so and so there was just so much and um but oh my god like it was such a strong debut her voice is it's just so gorgeous and filling and where we were talking about longevity and but it was the, the production itself was still so fresh so well done and it was just i mean i think it helped also that it was like it was not even like a they were only like open for like Un- under a month or something so it was still you know it was basically as if they opened a new show because they went mm. back into rehearsals and they really did but it was just truly like i was just amazed and then seeing her i mean i knew from the performance i was like well she's being promoted to principal obviously mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and just but to seeing her performances how it has grown i'm like oh my god i mean i can only think of how much if how prince were still here i can only think of how much stronger. performance would be when it's already really great but anyway um yeah she's amazing um and i so anyway um okay so (laughs) now we're back to lion king um yes so you were there when they performed the circle of life on the subway
1: oh yes (laughs) i was that was like shortly after i joined the show I,
0: cause I was, I, cause what I like to do is the day of, I like to go through a little YouTube deep dive of like the people and just be like, just re myself with them. Um, was that weird? <laughs> 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 there's just, there's uh, no other way. Just, was that weird? <laughs> cause you're on a moving you know, train and it's out of nowhere.
1: Here's why it wasn't weird. It's because... Flash mobs were still hot, but they yeah. weren't played out yet. Mm-hmm. I think the ones after that that I had not—I had already left the show by then—were a little weird. Like we've <laughs> they did seen it, this before.
0: They did it we on an airplane, and I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we've seen it. We we're okay. We don't need to. We don't need to do a battle. I mean. People watched it. I know I watched it. So it,
0: it did, it served its purpose. Tell it was good, it was good but it, for me, it was, my, fa- was it, it, my favorite thing was that just, was just seeing the different people's reactions. And there's this one guy in, towards like the end of the video, he's like has a coffee in his hand and he just has like his arm on his, and he's just like trying to sleep so unfazed <laughs> by everything
1: that's going on. <laughs> I think that was the best part for me is like we were the most excited about it. Actually, there was one guy who was not in the cast because it was most of the cast. A couple of the crew, like our young
0: Nala's and Simba's were there. Like I remember seeing them. It was
1: mainly us. But there was one guy who was so excited. He was singing along and was not affiliated with Lion King. (laughs) This was my buddy. Like, we... we hit it off. because I was like, yeah,
0: <gasps> Wait, you! Yeah. Wait, I think it. I remember yeah, seeing that.
1: <laughs> yes! We took a picture together afterwards. It was a lot of fun. Um,
0: it was so... Yeah. With-
1: Do you know New Yorkers?
0: Mm-hmm. We're They're like, days. okay.
1: We mind our business. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? Because <sighs> sometimes My- the show was not good. Sometimes Showtime is just Showtime and you're like, please be done. And sometimes (laughs) Showtime is amazing. And sometimes Showtime is Broadway performers and, or, you know, a good reminder of your favorite 90s movie.
0: It's just like, I was like, I was more, I mean, obviously like, because I know Rima Webb was performing as Rafiki. Um, And obviously, Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone was great, but I still just remember, I just remember saying there was this one like Middle age, I mean, like, middle age, I mean, like, 50s, 60s, like, white woman who was just like, really, like, just grooving out to it. She was like, Yes. And I was just like, (laughs) It was so crazy. So, how did the first, (laughs) so I need to ask, how did this idea just come about? Whose idea was this? Or do you not know? know? (laughs) You were not that high up the food chain?
1: (laughs) No, no, this was all like, cast initiative but I will say that you know Disney is a corporation so like all the permissions were asked and Mm they're like yeah that's great and we'll put it on the YouTube you know
0: that was on the YouTube
1: (laughs) but I don't I don't know who. yeah they just said do you want to do it and I said yes I do and they said great show up at this time and we'll walk to the train and it was great like, we literally all walked from the theater to the train, <laughs> got on the train, and then as soon as the doors shut at 59th Street,
0: it's expressed to 125th. Okay, yeah. that was that was my question. I was so confused. I was like, "Is this train not stopping?" Because now I've never okay. been on a New York subway. I either walk or I take a mm. cab. Um, but I was just like, "I was like, why is this?" I was like, "Did they just like hijack this train?" Is that why it's not stopping? <laughs> no, we planned it. We
1: planned it out. <laughs> now there's something about like going from Manhattan proper to harlem and you know what the d the b and the d train it does the same thing going from midtown to the lower east side and like the village it skips several stops (laughs) like it literally goes from 59th street to 125th street or like on the b and the d it goes from 34th street to west 4th street so it's a Good chunk of time, a good like ninety seconds. You can do a lot of ninety seconds. <laughs> it may even be longer. You can do a yeah, lot. of the video was
0: like two and a half minutes.
1: However long <laughs> it is, <laughs> we skipped all those blacks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now, uh, so before I get into Hades telling, I want to ask you about something else real quick. When yeah. doing my research. I saw this thing that you are the co-founder of this thing called Broadway Serves. Yes. And it's about people who like they go it's a offset of B of BCEFA mm-hmm. and it's like it's about like the Broadway community going out and like helping. How did you yes. come to co-found so, that?
2: Yes. so
1: It's a great question cuz we're Thank actually you. in our 10th year. Oh, happy
0: Um, 10 years.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, we're working hard. (laughs) Um, so uh the organization actually came about um following the murder of Trayvon Martin. Um and I and my other two co-founders, um Dana Marie Ingram and Dion Figgins, uh all we were all Broadway performers went between shows during our respective broadway shows i think dana was in spider-man um dion was in memphis and i was in sister act and um yeah we we met up with a few other broadway performers to go to a rally march that um you know was commemorating this event that took place and we were so inspired just by all of the people um new yorkers obviously but just people in the theater community who wanted to engage with the greater community and we were like we need to continue this momentum let's meet up and figure out how to do that and we figured the most inclusive way for that to happen and the most hands-on and direct way for that to happen is to engage in community service opportunities. Um, And so we came up with Broadway Serves and essentially we provide theater professionals with opportunities to go out and get their hands dirty and, and do volunteer work, um, in the greater community. Um, and after that, we joined forces with Broadway Cares. And so we're there, we're one of their, Um, affiliate programs like Broadway, Green Alliance, Revolution Latina, and others. Um, And it's great. I mean, we've we've expanded so much um, from, you know, reaching out only to Broadway shows to including anybody who is a theater professional. Um, We have a kids surf program where child actors can um, engage in community service activities. Uh, opportunities. Um, We have a road program. So if touring artists um, on or behind the stage uh, want to participate, then they can do so wherever they are. Um, And it's been really, really inspiring just to see artists remember that, yes, they are artists, but first they are human beings. Um, And there's always... um, there is always room to be of service to our community and to, to build community.
0: So that's us. That's I, probably true. I,
2: sure.
0: <laughs> I, cause I remember at first when I looked at it, I was like, I was, I'm, this is actually really, I don't know if this is funny or not, but I remember when I was first reading it, I was like, is this like a kitchen thing? And
2: then, oh, of right, Broadway right. Shirts,
0: and then I was yeah. reading into it and I was like, Oh, this is actually, Oh, I was like, this is actually really cool. And I was just like,
1: yeah i mean we definitely you know we do soup kitchens and things mm-hmm. so a lot of times food is you know a part of the service but um no we're not walking around with trays yeah. like <laughs> doing that
0: <laughs> um so then where probably a lot of people know you from is you were in Town. something i just I learned know. was that you were in one of the original labs and workshops of it right
1: Yes, I was actually in one of the um, dance labs before they went to London, the West End. I was confused about that. Um, before they went across the pond, uh, it was me and Ahmad Simmons and Jesse Shelton, a few other folks, um, really developing the worker choreography and vocal parts and just sort of, establishing what what that entity would be in the show um and yes they took that information to london then when they got a theater here uh auditioned and very similar to the other broadway shows had two weeks of auditions and they were like we're gonna hire you (laughs) It was a very good Christmas. I could tell my parents that they were going to opening night for my first like <laughs> original Broadway <Brahmi> show.
0: <laughs> so when did this show come into your life? Because since you were you were in it at very early stages, and you were you were I mean it was you were like it was like you're like a folk album turned a musical. Um, how is this going right. to work?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so
1: I was in the Lion King when it was at um new york theater workshop oh. but i was actually approached um to see if i wanted to be an investor down the line when it came to uh how much money you got that you could
0: be considered an investor i
2: mean i don't <laughs> got that much
1: money but i saved my coin let <laughs> sidebar okay it is important for all humans, I think, to invest their money. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, it is risky to invest in theater, um, but even if you have a stock portfolio or other things that you are investing in, it is a way to grow your money and to grow your assets and to be able to uh, be, have more options monetarily, I believe. Um, and so, I mean, I'm not laying down $25,000 <laughs> yet, <laughs> but, you know, I am participating, um, which I think is a good thing. I think it's good to, especially for actors to really have access to the kinds of shows that are making it to Broadway or, or at least making it to stages for audiences to participate in and to really engage in and see and experience different kinds of stories. I think that's really important um, to have a seat at, at, the t- at the table on all the sides. So yes, that was my first introduction. <laughs> um, my, my contact was like, you have to listen to this soundtrack. I know you can't see the show, you have the same schedule, but listen to this. And I was blown away. This was just with the New York theater workshop um version, yeah, and uh did a deep dive of all the albums and was like, "This is so interesting <laughs> <clears throat> um and shortly thereafter, they were having auditions for this choreography lab um for the for the workers. And so I was already familiar with the show, I was already in love with the music. and was like, how do I participate in this thing? Um, And then to top it off, I went into the audition and it was like, David Newman's choreography just blew my mind because there really wasn't anything like it. That was like sort of African inspired contemporary movement that was pedestrian like the only other choreographer that I know sort of who that I know of who sort of works in that sort of what is your body communicating style is Camille Brown um and here we have a white cisgendered man who's doing something that I I feel like is very um simpatico to the work that she does and I, I was blown away and I was like I have to be a part of this
2: I have to be a part of
1: this. <laughs> so, those were my early introductions to the show.
0: And then, so, and then obviously it became, uh, it then went to Toronto. No, yeah wait, no, it went to Canada. I don't know if it was Toronto, but it went to Canada. It did go,
1: it was in Edmonton. Edmonton. So, yes. the first like stage production was here at New York Theatre Workshop. Mm-hmm. Then it went to Canada.
0: Where well, it then got it like went- a lot more money. <laughs> it had a lot more money in the budget
1: (laughs) yeah you know they had more money in the budget and i feel like canada was where they found out all the things that they didn't want to do and you Mm. have to have that part in the process of like let's put a tree in the set okay that tree's not so great take the (laughs) tree out We talk about railroad tracks. Let's have railroad tracks in a sec. Oh, that's terrible. Let's take the railroad tracks out. You know, they did all those things and they were, they had a safe space to really take creative risks and and make discoveries that I think really helped the piece to grow and become um, the nuanced and um,
2: simple.
1: Like, not in a bad way but in a like it's distilled you have what you need and and not anything more um Mm -hmm. and they were really able to to see all the fluff and take it out so that they could bring it
0: back to broadway and that's one of the things that i really loved about like just watching the show transform was rachel and rachel chavkin and And Anine.
1: Uh Anais Mitchell. Anais, Mm -hmm.
0: okay. Anais Mitchell was Rachel Chavkin and Anais Mitchell, and just seeing that there were changes and there were visible changes throughout, because that's what a show should do when it goes from production to when it's still in the working stages. Whereas I've seen Mm -hmm. shows that I'm getting really shady this episode, but that's people are used to it. Um, I've seen shows (laughs) where there's an out of town tryout and then it will transfer to Broadway, and I'm like, but this is the exact same show. And I was like, yeah, you, we all saw the reviews. We know what needs work, but,
1: but I think it's also like, you know, so it's a few things. Like, are we talking about a movie that went to Broadway? Are we talking about a financial timeline of like, we spent all this money out of town and we need to get our return. We need to get that Broadway check or we are first in line for this theater. So we have to go now. Yeah. Um,
2: versus the traject the Hades Town like Hades Town took 13 years
1: to get to Broadway. And I think from the beginning they were like, we want to do it right. Yep. We will take as many steps as we need to make sure that the right version and the best version of this story is being told. Not just a version that we like (laughs) is being told, you know? Um, I, I don't think you're being shady. I think that's just the industry and what has worked for many shows. They do their one out of town tryout and they're like, go to Broadway. We'll sell tickets. The show will sell itself. And sometimes it works very well. And sometimes it just doesn't work that way. And more time is needed and, you know, it's, it's a fin- it's very much a financial decision of whether you want to take that time.
0: So now you what was it like so you understudied Amber. Mm-hmm. And as we talked before about this with Amber who is just also sidebar I've said this before I need Amber Gray to star in an Eartha Kit biopic series. <laughs> don't know why i just wanted to i, I just needed to say that i need to put it out in the world again i needed okay to, i needed to put it out in the world again um i had a
1: texture about that that's an interesting thought and i have I it all to know her thought on that
0: i have it planned i have like i have parts of it planned out i know what i'd want to do um mm-hmm. i'd want to focus on um sorry to go off tangent again i want to focus on there was a um if we are going to do a, if we were going to do a, bi- we a series, like a limited series, it would be like each episode would be like a different decade and it would focus on specific things, like big things. If we were doing a bio movie, it would be, it would focus on this one particular part where she had a lull in her career because of mm-hmm. something, I think it was something she said at a, a White House dinner and people were like, Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't like that. And there was, and I would want to see the, ram- the dramatization of the ramifications Of that that she had And then, so mm-hmm. yes, anyway, that's my <laughs> Anyway, that's my thing <laughs> That's um, it's
1: like your Amber Gray dream
0: That's my Amber I got, I, I. look, I got a few things in the pipeline I got my, I got my Ethel Merman play For Annalisa Vanderpoel I got my <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got my Wicked miniseries Based off the book I got my <laughs>
2: the book is so good
0: the book is yeah Mm. god i'm currently yeah i'm writing a mini series of that and i'm with my my friend samuel who everyone has heard me talk about this on the podcast before he runs the wicked worldwide fan page on instagram he's a big wicked fan and i always send it to him and i'm like what do you think of this he's like yes i'm like what do you think of this he's like no and i'm like
1: (laughs) (laughs) that no that gravel no 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 No. (laughs) Like, okay, I forget
0: I ever said that. He's, I mean, he's more polite about it. He's like, I don't, this is not really what the character is thinking at this time. And I was he's more polite about it. Whereas I'm just, I'm very blunt. I'm like, no, never, never again. <laughs>
1: Excellent. I
0: room um, for both. <laughs> yep. So was it, so now you were the first, I mean, you, you understood it. You were understanding it alongside, wait, I know the name. No, I don't. It just left me. Yeah, off, yes okay mm-hmm. but you were the first real person to play the role principally after amber because yeah. amber was with it from the new york theater workshop she went to canada she went to the west end she came to broadway was nominated and robbed of the tony um was so was that hard because and obviously like i mean amber gray came from another Rachel Chavkin thing, Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet, mm-hmm.
2: 1812,
0: and, you know, that show has a very massive, dedicated fan base, and, you know, Amber Gray has a lot of massively dedicated fans. Was that, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: jarring at all? Because, you know, obviously it's, like, sort of like the Ethel Merman and Gypsy, where, like, you know, everyone's gonna go in thinking of, oh, Ethel Merman, Ethel Merman, I want it. Or, like, with yeah. Wicked, with Idina Menzel and Kristen, like, Idina and Kristen, Idina. So was that, like, hard to, was that hard to, like, Overcome, or like, was that hard to come to terms with, or did you just not even realize that until I brought it up, and now I'm going to send you You an emotional breakdown? No, 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 no.
1: I'll be okay. I think because I asked that
0: once, and someone was like, "I never thought of it that way,"
1: and I was like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry." Yeah, (laughs) I mean, so I have to give you a brief anecdote of the first time that I went on. So I almost went on two weeks after we opened, Had had no rehearsals, was learning the part on my own. And uh, when I got the call, they were like, there's a 67% chance you might go on. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I guess I'm coming (laughs) to the theater right now. She was like, yes, you should come right now. Um, Turned out that I didn't need to go on, but I did end up going on two weeks later was very excited. Month after we opened, first understudy to go on, oh, okay. had had that emergency rehearsal and one other rehearsal. Um, and I stood outside the theater, the Walsh Theater, with all of our incredibly devoted fans. Hadestown fans are like
2: yes. the real deal.
1: Um, and this woman came out of the box office and was like uh amber gray is not there i'm just uh. and i was standing right there i said no because she has a life and then somebody else, joelle who i also understood as, as a fate she was like you should come and stop <laughs> i said i'm sure you'll enjoy the show and the fans who were there were like that's who's going on and she was so embarrassed, but I bring that up to say, and come to find out, she actually really enjoyed the show. But c- I bring that up to say that I realized that people were expecting her very early on. Mm-hmm. And at that point I had to be like, I can't let this affect me because then I will never be able to do what I've been hired to do, which is to do the show if she's not able to. Um, and so. The other part of it is with the COVID shutdown, there was Mm -hmm. a lot of time to think about it, to think about who I would want my Persephone to be, the things that with more rehearsal time that I wanted to focus on, um, the relationship, the different kinds of relationships that I wanted to have with different characters, particularly Hades and Eurydice even. um, and I mean, all the characters, really, that I, that I get to interact with as Persephone. And just having that time and also seeing many different Persephones, I was really able to, um, I had the privilege to make her my own. And so the short answer is, no, I don't get freaked out. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I'm not Amber. I will never be Amber. Woe is me. I definitely recognize and I'm in the the club of like, no one will ever do it like Amber. But I'm also in the club of like, I don't want to do it like Amber. I want to be my own version. And my own version is just as great. Yes. Um, because it's because it's the character, you know, we are there to see the character and to experience this show. Um, you know, as uh, through the eyes and the experiences of the characters in it, and I, 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 just have been really fortunate to be able to um to do that eight times a week versus like occasionally.
0: <laughs> so, because I so when I saw in Philadelphia, I remember I was just awestruck by it specifically. I don't care what anyone says, everyone can be like, it's about Eurydice and Orpheus. I'm like, no, this story is really about Persephone and Hades. Yeah. I was like, when you really look, and I was like, and when I really was looking at it, I was like, I was like, this is not Persephone. I was like, this is Persephone and Hades stories because it really it all comes back to them. I mean, a large chunk of the second act is devoted to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember just Now, I've always been fascinated by Greek mythology ever since high school when I took a mythology course. And I just, because I love all the, I love the various relationships and how just, this is another thing that I was writing. I was writing a TV show back in high school about it. Um, (laughs) Mm. Writing many things here. No, Um, good. We need more stories. Keep
2: writing. It was
0: one of my, it was one of my favorite things to do was explore the relationships was between was between um, specifically my two favorite ones were, it was Persephone and Hades, Hera and Zeus, and literally just Hera and everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she caused Hera's so much. Tr- she caused so much trouble throughout all of this. <laughs> this drama. It's, uh, it's <laughs> such a good. It's but I just remember like and it was so like touch because it's like about these two people who. Now, depending on wh- what myth you read, sometimes it's like but like just such a beautiful story about how like they <coughs> there is either it's actually like self what's well, not self-mutual, it's self-um It's a two-way street of love. Sometimes it's a one-way street, depending on the myth. But I think with Hadestown, Town, mm-hmm. it was very much a two-way street. And then they just lost contact. And then it was just so Ugh, my only complaint was that I was blinded a little bit too much by all the flashing lights at the audience. That was my only. Definitely a lot of lights. <laughs> there was one time towards the end of the, I think it was the end of the second act where I was just like, I was like watching it like this, like with my head down, with my eyes mm-hmm. up. Cause I was like, I was like, I'm trying to, I was like, I got to drive home after this. Right. But no, it was such a beautiful. And I can only imagine being in the theater where, with all the, the gap. I mean, there's still, there was still a lot of gadgets and gizmos aplenty. And Who's It's and What's It's galore. <laughs>
2: who's
0: It's and What's It's galore! <laughs> um, but I can only imagine it. Because the, the Walter Kerr is a very... not It's a rather intimate space. And, you very know, having all the bells and whistles with the... Oh, wait, this reminds me. I have a question about this. Because I've not seen the show on Broadway yet. I'm going to try and see it with Lilius when I go up in January. Okay. Um so, for the Broadway production, there was obviously the giant circular elevator on the floor. But in the mm-hmm. tour, it was just, like, a garage door. Um, mm-hmm. how, for, how did you get in and out of the giant hole in the floor? <laughs> that's just, that's more just me being curious. Oh, well, because,
1: it goes down to where, like, the orchestra pit would be. But there's no, it's a playhouse, so there's no real space for an orchestra down there mm-hmm. but yeah it goes six feet down and uh you just crawl out of the door really, and, uh, the door really? only six feet and you're down in so the basement much,
0: it looks so much deeper in photos
1: but that's because timothy hughes who is six seven was ducking <laughs> he was ducking and we were all like plastered towards the front and he was in the <laughs> <laughs> no oh, everybody was in the front because oh. from the back um, the balcony you can see in.
0: <laughs> yeah. So okay, okay, sorry. That was my question that I just had. I was like, wait, how does that work? Also, because that yeah. just amazed me. I was like, I was like, how did I build that on a Broadway stage? Because I was like, that means like, th- like they had to like have gutted the theater to do that.
1: Yeah,
0: I was like, but so, that's yeah. why
1: on tour we had the the garage door. Yeah, you can't.
0: You can't gut every theater you go into. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know for the Wicked U.S. tour, the first one, they would there mm-hmm. depending on where they were. If there was a trapdoor available, they would use it for no good deed. If there wasn't, they would just be like, "Cool, run on."
2: <laughs> yeah, um,
0: and so um, yeah, so that was my so. Blah, 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 blah. Was there a favorite city that you had while you were performing on tour with Hades Town?
1: I don't think I have a favorite. I definitely enjoyed aspects of all of them I do wish we had more time and we were there for a different time um in New Orleans I just the show is based in New Orleans there's so much New Orleans culture oh god, yes. and the, oh the my musical
0: god musical influences
2: seen like seen yeah in Hades so I,
0: New Orleans must have been oh my god I went there once in high school best like five days of my life I was I gained like 80 billion pounds, but it was, it was You, ate worth it, it. Though. you
2: yeah. ain't good
0: though. As the tour bus driver said, he said, We don't have heart attacks from stress. We have heart attacks from good food.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: It was, but yeah, I would love oh to God, go back there. Just...
1: Or even like two weeks there. It just, you know, going to the French Quarter or like hearing actual brass bands not just a trombone like hearing the drum like all of it. Preservation Hall was closed when we were there but being able to go to Preservation Hall and like essentially see what influenced our current set would have been really cool and even going down to like the ninth ward and seeing what happened in Katrina and Looking at carnival and seeing more second lines that had nothing to do with weddings, you know what I mean? Like less. I was there evening.
0: during. I was there during French Quarter Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember. Um, I was there because, and it was which I like to call. I like to call it like the PG thirteen Mardi Gras because everyone is in okay. bed by like <laughs> everyone is in bed by like eight or nine. Everyone's they like but like afterwards like you know there's obviously like all the street vendors and stuff but like everyone is in bed by eight or nine there is not as, as much excessive drinking but like all the beads are still on the trees and stuff you can see them all but and mm-hmm. I just remember I yeah that was like the best like five days I was so I was I gotta go I gotta get. I got to out a week of school for a week it was my mom was like <laughs> that was my reward anyway that was my reward because I was like I was like you're doing good in school I was like yes I am my mom and I was like, so you're <laughs> taking me to New Orleans, mama. Because <laughs> um, it was for, she, there, now, because it was just, she had a nursing conference there. And mm-hmm. um, it also, it just New so York, happened yeah. to, yeah. So it was like, so we had a free hotel room there for her, because for her, cause she was lecturing. So I just hopped along. We had to pay for my plane ticket. Um, yeah. So, oh my God, I can't imagine seeing New Orleans at that. Because, oh, that must have been great. I would love, oh God, that now right. that I'm thinking about this, I would love a site specific production in New Orleans.
2: That
1: would be really cool.
0: Like, like maybe in a cemetery or like a makeshift cemetery. That way we're not like desecrating graves. Um but the whole underworld. I about... Yeah.
2: Ooh. Ooh. That would
0: be deep. That would be and like a Matt wore like if it was like a self-built sem- ooh. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my- okay, sorry. I just had, like
2: seven. <laughs> That'll be for the like- movie.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, um, my final question for you is okay. as we are the ladies who lunch. Is there a lady you would love to have lunch with?
1: Oh. So many ladies.
0: Can be theater-related. So many ladies. Can be theater-related. It doesn't have to be. They can be dead. They can be alive. I just ask that they are real and not fictional. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. So,
2: I would love to, honestly, this
1: would
0: be like, a massive
1: Black Lady luncheon. <laughs> That's just.
0: Do you want to get okay? Go for it. Do You want to just list so, your massive?
1: <laughs> yes. So, Michelle Obama, Cicely Tyson. Yep. Viola Davis, Audra McDonald,
0: Queen. Uh-huh. I can't wait to see her in Ohio State murders. Oh my god! I'm. So, oh yeah. My first time seeing it's, Audra live. I'm so excited. Ah,
1: you're in for a treat. She's.
0: Incredible to watch live. I really um, I, <laughs> I originally wasn't a fan of her. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's great. And it wasn't until Lady Day where I was like I was like, wait, that I was like that's Audra yeah. McDonald. I was like, Audra, the yeah. classical soprano Beverly Sills, Audra McDonald. Mm-hmm. Like, that, uh, <laughs> and that was where I was like, now I get it. I now see why she's a six-time Tony Award winner.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. She transforms.
2: <clears throat> um, uh, who else is at this luncheon? Eric Badu. Also, my mother. Oh. Yeah and my grandmother too oh she's not with us but i i feel Mm. like
1: she was so spicy and i never but the thing is like she's very much a lady she was very much a lady and a teacher and like
0: but I was my grandma
1: i kind of just wish we had a little more time with me as an adult because i kind of feel like i'd
2: be like what were you really thinking then when this first <laughs> grader told you that or when I told
0: you that <laughs> yeah I feel that I lost my grandma and um th- this was the one who like really grow- he- she was the one who got me into theater she showed me cats when I was got- mm-hmm. she tutored me she was a teacher she tutored me when I was behind in reading in kindergarten and I remember she for a mm-hmm. uh, treat after every week on Friday or whatever it was to bring home a different movie for me to watch. And one time it was Cats. And mm. people have heard the story every time before. And I was just obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. I broke the coffee table trying to recreate the choreography. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <Shelka>. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> um, And so I just... Yeah, and so also reminded me of like what like you're holding where like you're like she's sassy that reminded me of in new orleans there was this one um taxi cab driver or something that we had it was this older black woman and i remember i had her twice because she gave me her business card and i remember mm-hmm. one time i got on the wrong trolley and so i was heading towards this like very shady part of new orleans that had no lights whatsoever <laughs> and so i called mm-hmm. her and i was like hey i don't know if you're If you're out and about, but I'm in this shady part of New Orleans, I don't know where I am, but I don't know how to call a cab. She's like, What street are you on? And I said the street name. She was like, Oh, baby, hold tight. She was like, Find a light and stay there. (laughs) No, find a light
2: and stay there. She's
0: like, Find a light and stay there. I'm coming for you. And I hear like rustling and getting up. And I was like, Oh my God, you're not on duty. Don't come. And she was like, And then she drove me back to
1: the rescue.
0: She drove me back to the hotel, and I remember there were these kids on the street, and she was like, she like, oh, broke down the window, and she's like, get out of the way, you little asshole! And I was like, oh my God, God that's woman! Just... Oh my God! That's I just amazing. I Yeah, yeah my so... grandmother... Yeah, uh, sorry, oh, no, that I was just, she was My
1: grandmother was more of the, like, Claire Huxtable vein, mm-hmm. and also, Felicia Rashad would be at this Black Lady Luncheon.
2: Um... And uh,
1: Morgan Siobhan Green would be at this Black Lady Luncheon.
0: Uh, she was out when I saw the show in Philly. Okay. I saw Kimberly.
1: Oh, you saw Kim? You were at that did. show? Yeah. yeah. Wait, you saw her full show or the mid-show Swing In? Full show. Okay. Because earlier that day, she was swung in when the door opened when she came down to the underworld and we were all very surprised (laughs) because we started the show with morgan and then we turn around during why we build the wall and we were like
2: (laughs) that's a different person (laughs) okay
1: um but yeah there will be a lot of people at this luncheon. I just, there are so many women that I would love to, oh, and Dionne Figgins would be at this luncheon. I just, there's so many women that I'm inspired by um, and just want to get to know better, not only as artists, but as human beings. I think mm-hmm. we have so many conversations, especially in theater, like, or as entertainers, like, what is the span of your career versus like how do you cook <laughs> or or do you, did you have you gone on vacation recently <laughs> do you get to read <laughs> that's what
0: like that's i remember um so that's where like a lot of times for me i always have a very much like i like i can always tell them like this is the moment where i was like yes for the person i was like yes i fell in love with him for me with patty lapel and it wasn't about her talents it was her i mean obviously she's you know Patty Lapone, but it was her right. Broadway.com interview, her first one. Where I was mm-hmm. just watching and I was like, This lady is hysterical. My favorite mm-hmm. moment is when <laughs> my favorite moment is when um Paul wants he was like it was towards the end, he was like, Are you going on vacation anytime? She was like, she, or she was like, Do you have any things coming up? She was like, Well, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and then I'm going on a gay cruise. And I was she was so excited to be going on a gay cruise. And she was explaining it all. Oh, she was like the big tipper. She was like, it's man soup on these ships. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, like, and that that was my moment where I was like, yes, Patty.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, if you know what you, what you need what we'll, we'll help you online, part
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> two. I just so yeah so thank you so much for joining me Kimberly where can the people find you on the internet if you Uh, want them to find you on the internet
1: (laughs) they can find me on the internet I I make no promises about being responsive on the internet um I have good days and sometimes I just
0: we had a brief interaction under my comments when I when I shared a post about it about uh-huh. seeing the show, and I text, and we were like, we were both, like, in the, we were, like, Sydney Parra fan club.
2: <laughs> yeah, um,
0: And then, I remember, I messaged you on my, that was on my personal account, and then I messaged you on my personal account, I didn't get a response, and I was like, well, she's got a lot of followers. And then I messaged you on my, the ladies who launched Instagram, and didn't get a response, and then I was like, I think I then got, don't know what that alarm was for, but that was scary. I don't know if you heard that alarm. Um
2: <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
0: Um, I, um, I've sent. and so I, I think I got your info off of IMBD for oh.
2: managers, I think. Amazing.
0: <laughs> I think so, and that yeah. was my first time where I, so I got a name. So, yeah, so, what do you have, like, an Instagram, a Twitter?
1: Yes, so both are Miss Kimizo, like H to the Izzo, S-O, but Miss Kimizo, M-I-S-S-K-I-M-I-Z-Z-O, and yeah, as as you've heard, I'm wildly inconsistent with responding, <laughs> but I do read everything that I will say. Um, and it's really just you know, a year on the road with with in a pandemic is hard,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, especially as we neared the end, I just didn't have the. I didn't have the bandwidth, and
0: that's a real thing. Um,
1: but I do my best to respond when I can, and that's
0: all I ever ask of people. I'm like, I know I always tease yeah. people about like them not responding, but I'm also like, you have like five thousand followers, whereas I only have like a hundred and fifty. Where <laughs> I also yeah. have no social life, so whenever I see a message, I respond to it right away. <laughs> yeah, no, no,
1: it's um, but it's. I think it's that thing where like you try to have a balance of life and work and um, also self care too. you know, making sure that part of your life isn't just caring for the people in your life, but making sure that you have the things that feed your heart and soul taken care of. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's where my focus was definitely for the last several months of the tour hoping to be better about it because I definitely I was just talking about this with some people today I I'm just so appreciative of people's admiration I don't know I'm I'm just so excited and and moved by people reaching out and and letting me know you know what the show or what my performance meant to them or what theater means to them or what just existing in the same space does for them. I, I think it's important to engage in community that way. Um, and so it's it's important to me to to show gratitude when I can.
2: So yes, Miss Kimizzo. Alrighty, thank you, you so much Instagram again Twitter.
0: for joining me. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was a pleasure. It was, I laughed my ass off. It was so fun. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you so much again for joining me. I will yes. see you all next time. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks for having me. So here's to the girls on
0: the go. Everybody tries. Look into their eyes and you'll See what they know Everybody dies A toast to
2: that invincible bunch The dinosaurs surviving
0: the crunch Let's hear it for the ladies who lunch Everybody run.